Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. My name is Liz and I have just created this podcast to share on different experiences and topics that I'm passionate about and how running has proven to be my favorite form of therapy, at least for me, but I also talk about how I've emotionally run from a lot of things and so I'm here to share on um, what I've learned from those experiences and hopefully teach you and inspire you not to. Um, And so today's episode is going to be running from dating, as you can tell by the title. But before I get into that, I just wanted to quickly shout out a podcast that I have recently discovered. So Say La Me is a podcast hosted by a really sweet girl named Amelia Rose Zimlick. Um, She's currently in college, so I know that I have a good number of people that are in that age range within my audience. And in her podcast, she talks all about life lessons that she's learned. She does Q&As and other audience-centered episodes. Amelia talks about her interests and gives advice, all within an emphasis of keeping the conversation authentic and encouraging. Say La Me is a single host format with an occasional guest. In a personal diary of sorts, Say La Me is perfect for anyone who needs a unique perspective and a little positivity in their life. Um, I'll have a link to the podcast and her Instagram in the show notes of this episode. All right, so let's just jump into this. Um, I've been kind of putting off this episode because it's a topic that's so hard for me. Not so hard, but it's just, you know, it's it's touchy. And for my single people out there, you'll get me. I feel like when I look at my peers and the people around me, or at least within my age range in those early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, you are either incredibly single or you've been in a long-term relationship or you're married. And so I just feel like it's really just one or the other. I almost feel like people just lucked out, honestly, because I feel like I've tried my hand at dating so much and it's so incredibly frustrating for me because I'm someone that really, as I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, I value people and I really love building relationships, whether they're intimate or they're friendships or they're professional. I'm just a very big people person and so I love meeting new people, but I've just started to get really hesitant towards dating because I hate doing that whole first date thing and let me just do it feels like an interview doesn't it and it just feels like I need to re-explain myself and I need to re-explain what I do and re-explain my life and it's so aggravating and I think it has a lot to do with my past relationships or situationships as some of you Gen Z people call them but For me, it's kind of a mixture of just being ghosted way too freaking much. And if you've ever been ghosted before or, hey, if you're the person that ghosts people, I have something to say. (laughs) I, I, I still remember the first time I was ghosted. I was a sophomore in college and genuinely I had never been more offended, but it wasn't even like Well, maybe offended is the wrong word, but I think it just really does something to your mind, right? And it just sends you into this mental spiral of trying to pinpoint where exactly things went wrong and if it was you that did something wrong or the other person, but genuinely in the end, I've just learned that it's never your fault and it's always going to be the other person, whether they weren't ready or they couldn't handle the emotions, um... It's something that is, it takes a long time to learn, but I'm really glad that I have. 
What also had put me off from dating for a bit for a couple of years in college was actually my sexual assault experience. And again, this is something that I want to do like an entire episode on because I think it's really important um, to talk about and it affects so many men and women. And so definitely going to save that for a later episode. But I think people that have had a sexual assault experience may be able to relate to me in the sense that after you have that experience, the really traumatic experience of having your personal boundaries violated, I think it's really hard to pick yourself back up and figure out how to make dating normal again. I think the trauma of being sexually assaulted really led to a major loss in trust with like all men. And I'm not even kidding when I tell you, like, it came even down to, like, my chemistry lab teacher that I just felt weird about. And I didn't like whenever he came near me. It was a lot of personal boundary issues that I had to learn to create different coping mechanisms with. And therapy was really helpful for me in terms of just helping learn how to calm myself in these situations of anxiety. But before I get too deep into this, I like I said, I'll definitely save this for another episode where I do want to go more in depth and just speak more about it. So for me, I really see like three major issues in dating or wanting to date. I think the first one is definitely online dating. I I'm really genuinely turned off and that's really sad to say as a 24 year old because I feel like that is such a big component of how people meet each other these days, but I, I don't know if it's quarantine, but I'm just so turned off from these online dating apps. And I know I have friends that have been very successful on it. They're all in these really great relationships. And they meet really amazing people from the apps, but I just personally haven't had too many great experiences. I think the other issue that I find in it is that you'll match with someone and then you'll speak with them and, you know, you'll text or you'll Snapchat or you'll follow each other on Instagram and you kind of do that for a couple of months and then all of a sudden it just kind of dies out or one person may suddenly lose interest. And I think what I hate about that the most is that you just never know if that other person is really in it as deep as you may be in it or if they're dating other people and god forbid if you're a woman and you ask them before that three-month mark whether they're in it for a relationship or just something casual um, I just hate that that makes us look crazy as women I think if I've learned anything well I've learned a lot of things in quarantine um, I've been doing a lot of self-growth stuff but I think I've just really been reflecting a lot on my dating history and how I've never really sat down to set intentions I think it's different for all of us I think like I have friends who are very okay with casual dating and they want to continue to do that and that makes sense because I'm technically not even in my mid-20s yet but I think on the other hand, I just haven't had a serious relationship in, this is so embarrassing, but I literally have not called anyone my boyfriend in like five years. But what I've learned is that it just comes from these, you know, games that people play and my own mental internal battle of whether or not I want to be playing the game back, whether I'm going to ghost them this time or I'm just going to reject them or leave them on red. It's just a stupid mental game that causes you to just overthink these situations way too much. I think the other issue that I always face is just the struggle to communicate properly. Um, I think I've 
like learned at least in the last year that I need to communicate my needs um, earlier on or just be more straightforward about what I'm looking for or just trying to see and like sense where the other person is at. One podcast in particular that really helped me come to these realizations is the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast and it's hosted by this woman named Amber, and I actually had a 15-minute session with her earlier on in quarantine. She really helped me realize that dating is very similar to keeping a plant and taking care of a plant, and you can either be the person that is overwatering the plant too much because you're so worried that you want to keep it alive, that you keep watering it and you're watering it too much, but you can also be the person that doesn't water it enough and you forget about it and you let it die. So for me, um, and this kind of connects with attachment styles, I don't know if people really know about that, but I read this really great book called Attached and I recommend it to like all of my friends all the time, but it's all about attachment styles and it really has actually helped me better understand not only myself, but people that I've dated in the past. So me being the anxious attachment that I am, I am that person that wants to overwater my plant and I'm so worried to lose the other person that I feel like I need to give, give, give in the relationship and it's it's in a really unhealthy way where I'll put their needs above mine and just not even look at myself or look at what I need in the relationship and I've really learned how important it is to voice not only your needs but also like boundaries and things that are really important to you. I think it's unfair for us to have these expectations for these things that we have in our head that we need and resenting people for something that you haven't clearly communicated to them is a bit unfair to the other party. But what I've also learned on the flip side of that is that when you do communicate your needs and the other person might think that you're like crazy or something or asking too much and you may not get a response. But I think in those situations, it's really important to realize that you did nothing wrong and you didn't overreact. You did the right thing and you clearly communicated your needs. And I think that's just kind of my new mantra, I guess, for dating is that My intentions towards dating is that I want to date more seriously and I will communicate that a lot earlier on just to avoid these situations where they leave me feeling heartbroken because I could have realized super early on that they weren't looking for anything serious, but instead I decided to keep my voice quiet and put their needs above mine. All right, so that's going to wrap up another episode of the Resiliency and Running podcast. I really do hope you enjoyed it, found it insightful, or connected with it in some way. Um, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to shoot me a message. It's I am at Liz Newcomer on Twitter and Instagram, but I've also created an Instagram for the podcast, and it's just at Resiliency and Running. But yeah, I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye.